Helping people is what I'm all about. Just don't expect any good results. You gotta study back home because my exquisite derriere might make you say otherwise. Don't expect me to fight the power without creating a scene. Hello and welcome to the Real Housewives of River Heights. My name is Jade Gregory. And as always, we have my wonderful and amazing fellow housewives, Tina. Hello, my beautiful dolls. And Nikki. Hello. And today we have a special person with us. We have Miss Tatum Sinclair. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Does anybody, does anybody have anything like a, can I get some like tea, tea or coffee? I'm kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Look, I, I got a little crazy last night. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> all right, Miss Tatum, would you like to go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, you know, I you may be familiar with my uh, ex-husband, uh, Taylor. Um, I did keep the last name because it apparently has some weight in the black market art world, which is where <laughs> I thrive personally, because I too take uh, great, great joy in, uh, you know, s- stealing and selling artifacts that I find on the, the corpses of teenage girls. Allegedly. Allegedly. If there are any, any yeah, cops out there. I just want to be clear that, uh, you know, I, 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 I am a sovereign citizen. Uh, don't, don't, don't come after me. I really like wine. Um, my interests include drinking and, um, yeah, and doing crimes, generally. That's well, we're glad to have you with us. Glad to have you with us today. I don't know any of you people. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's because we have to and I, uh, forced you to record with us. I thought this was the liquor store. <laughs> Actually, you you actually agreed to be on this podcast last night, but you might not remember yeah, that party. it. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> As always, spoiler warning for those who have not yet played the Nancy Drew video game series. There will also be swearing, talks of alcohol, etc. So kick the kiddos out and let's get rolling. All right. So actually today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about your unpopular opinions that you submitted to us. So thanks to all of your comments, I read all of them, I compiled them. I'm the only one who has knowledge of what these opinions are. And we have a lot of content to react to. So I will be reading them off to my co-host over here. And we will comment on them and discuss them. And just FYI, some of your opinions are... Oof, uh, some of you need Jesus. Because <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> can't wait to dive into these. That was a good pun. If I don't know if you intended it to <laughs> that, was that, good, that was good, that was good. Some of you need Jesus. God, <laughs> like, that was a better version of that. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, that, that's good. All right, can't wait to hear these unpopular opinions. So take it away, Tina. All right, we are going to start with maybe a strong one first opinion is about the hardy boys it says i don't like the hardy boys excuse me and another person said i never learned any personality slash appearance difference between the hardy boys and i don't care wait what how wait (laughs) do you have eyes 
<laughs> They're literally like, just look at like the shape of them. <laughs> there's there's wide Joe and there's like skinny Joe. Like clearly different blobs, even if you can't tell the face. Apart. To be fair, to be fair, in uh, um, creature of Capu Cave, uh, they kind of have similar shape. It's just. It's just a different hair color, I guess, would be the main difference. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't recognize Kapu Cave, Joe, and Frank because they look terrible Ooh. in that game. Yeah, they like they like turn like Frank into like a like a fifties crooner looking dude. What's up with that? And then and then Joe looks like It's a caveman. I don't even know. Like he just Yeah. It's like Cro Magnon Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, we're not talking mainly about the appearance. We're talking about just them not liking the Hardy Boys. I wish they had said yeah. why they didn't. Yes, like them. that's the problem with most of the opinions that I have. Uh, I have a lot of opinions where they do elaborate on why, but mm-hmm. most I will say this: most of them don't say why, and we're just he- out here to guess. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll happily play the devil's advocate and say, if you don't like most men, then yeah, you probably don't like the Hardy Boys, which are the like abstract personification of boys. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, I get that. Okay, yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't like most men, but the Hardy Boys, I, I was, re- I was ready to make an exception for the Hardy Boys because, uh, uh, to be fair, yes, they are. They are fictional men, but they've never actually done anything really wrong. So they get a pass for me. They get a seal of approval for, from me. Okay, I uh, feel like we don't have a lot of strong opinions about this. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to have a strong wrong. opinion on something that's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I never got the obsession with Henrik van der Heun, especially when Alejandro is right there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ooh, but I agree I agree with this one. I think Alejandro is hot. I don't want to discredit you. I know Alejandro. <laughs> I, all right. I'm being someone who knows Alejandro personally. All right. And knowing Henrik as a co-worker of my ex-husband. Henrik is a fucking daddy. <laughs> Honestly, I am just in camp. I have two eyes. I can look in two different directions. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> but if I got to choose between the two of them, I, I would have to go with Alejandro, mm. to be fair. But, but oh. nobody ever said that we had to choose. I mean, That's true. You're I right. never choose. <laughs> I, I choose to win. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, the next one. Um, I feel like if y'all are on Tumblr, maybe you will get this more. Or you have observed it more personally. Mm-hmm. I am not much on them. I had no idea that this was a thing. But here, okay. this is about the CW show. Oh, okay. Okay, so um, <laughs> it says that we shouldn't berate people for lacking the CW show or the movies or anything just because you don't like some 
like it doesn't mean other people are stupid or lesser for liking it. Um, it's another person. Another person said Nancy Drew fans don't like the CW show because it's not Nancy Drew at all. It's a CW show with the Nancy Drew name attached to it. It just doesn't keep much of anything from the books, the previous TV shows and movies, or the games at all. There's so much content to pull from and they just didn't. Uh, CW fan, we don't hate you. We're just annoyed with you making it impossible to use the Nancy Drew tag. Also, okay, to resume the uh, another point, that same person also doesn't want people who post about the CW show to, to use the Nancy Drew tag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else, what else are they so supposed to gatekeeping. use? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They want to, to um, they want to have different tags uh, for the CW show, like Nancy I, Drew. Okay, I'm gonna explode. Um, okay. So, all right. First of all, first of all, uh, my complaints with the CW show are numerous, as um, as others in this podcast have heard before. <laughs> but here's the thing: if you're gonna make a show about Nancy Drew. Maybe you should use literally any reference material. Literally any. Like, like just like names is literally just names. No mm -hmm. characterizations are preserved. Zero. Like. <laughs> it's, I mean, CW did that with Riverdale yeah. too, right? They basically just took all the names and made a different, like totally unrelated to the Archie. Yeah. Movie, and so. that, you know what? If you love that, that's great. I love that. But call it something like, oh, I don't know, Francie Drew, you know, <laughs> just, to, just to come with a funny name on my own that has nothing to do with anything that we know. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> they like reference Nancy Drew books if you've ever watched them, but like they don't, it's not Nancy. No, not even remotely. Not not even remotely. Like I did enjoy watching it, but like as I was sitting there, I'm like, this, this isn't Nancy Drew you know what I mean? Well, I, I don't want to get all media critique-y, um, but like the yeah. second there, the second it went like scoop, like live action Scooby-Doo, Scooby this time the ghosts are real. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, oh, okay. So you just don't give a fuck. Like you clearly like have no interest or care about the source material or anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, the the argument that they shouldn't use the Nancy Drew tag on Tumblr. Yeah, silly. we agree. Um, we, if you want to talk about like things that aren't the CW show, I don't know. I mean, I know this person probably isn't just talking about the games. But we do have like a Clue Crew tag, and I feel like it's really not that big of a deal mm -hmm. if you're seeing like CW Nancy Drew stuff in the tag. I, I don't think that they shouldn't use that tag. Yeah. Yeah, because okay, so I don't use Tumblr much, so I. I use it from time to time, and I see a lot of uh, CW posts, the, the Nancy Drew CW show post on the Nancy Drew tag. Uh, so I get the frustration if you are not into the show mm -hmm. um, and that you believe that the show has nothing to do with the source material. I get it. I understand the frustration. I just, uh, I just want to say that if we're going to talk about the people who have the most claim with, to the Nancy Drew tag, it should be the book fans, mm -hmm. not the game fans, not the show fans. It should 
be the book fans. I, w- the- I would agree with yeah. you if there were actually that many book fans. Oh, hot take. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm not talking about the amount of fans. I'm talking about um, this person is saying that this is not about Nancy Drew and all of that. But honestly, if you're going to argue that a gatekeep uh, hashtag, then the book fans have a bigger claim to the hashtag than the game fans. Yeah, because the books came first. Yeah. Yeah. They are yeah. they all the ultimate source material. They are mm-hmm. the originator. So maybe maybe the book fans who make the one or two people who makes memes about the books, maybe they are they are annoyed to seeing game memes or game related stuff. They just want to see some book memes maybe that's how they feel but they they don't say anything because you know they are a minority <laughs> in this day and age maybe on tumblr and all of that but i just want to point out that if you're gonna be arguing well the hashtag nancy drew should be about the source material I mean, is the games actually about the source material? <laughs> are they though? Or are they just loosely based off of the source material? Yeah. Just wanna depends on the yeah, game. Yeah, just wanna point that out. <laughs> my 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 take on all of the Nancy Drew media, the media empire franchise that is Nancy Drew, that's like the Nancy Drew cinematic universe. <laughs> the Nancy Drew cross media's universe. <laughs> I uh, it's the books are bad. That's just what it is. Um, there are some. There are some pretty okay oh my ones. My but the archetypes and the characters are good. All the ingredients of the books are pretty good. The settings, the mysteries, even. But just like reading the books as an adult, I don't know. I I fall asleep Fuck. instantly. It's like <laughs> and like all of the and like and then you go back even further and they're just like turbo racist. Like even even the Hardy Boys ones, like there's a Hardy Boys mystery where they literally like solve a crime because the like implement used to do the crime was greasy, and they're like, oh, so it must have been a black guy. And it's like, oh my god, oh, <laughs> oh god. wow, oh, holy yeah, the shit, old, the old ones are rough. <laughs> I just realized I hate CW Nancy Drew even more. <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you for informing well, us they made they made ned black but then they also made him a convict i remember hearing about that oh, yeah, yeah. Like, holy fuck <laughs> like, it, for it, yeah. he was a convict who um actually didn't do anything so he was falsely accused yeah that doesn't, it doesn't really... really change it <laughs> no that makes really it make worse it like yeah yeah, especially makes it worse yeah. when like Nancy works with law enforcement who clearly can't be trusted. I- I'm sure yeah. there's a plot point in the show about that, but I guarantee it's not a satisfying. I've one. only seen season one. <laughs> I did not finish. Honestly, one. let's let's just switch uh, switch it up and uh, you know become a CW show podcast. <laughs> yeah, they were rough. Yeah, so so at this point, I'm like. Yes, the Nancy Drew game fans should be allowed to use the hashtag Nancy Drew because, yes, it is an mm-hmm. adaptation, but it's about Nancy Drew. But it there goes the same for a CW show. Nancy Drew, the, the fan of the CW Nancy Drew show, should be allowed to use the hashtag Nancy Drew. It's an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Very loosely, very loosely. Maybe they kept the same names. Maybe that's the only 
link that they have, but it's still an adaptation. So yes, understand the frustration, but it is how it is. It is what it is. I, I stand by what I said. You can you, you can at me if you want and argue about books. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight. I am not. I'm not gonna fight with you on books. I haven't read that many. I read like maybe one or two. Okay, for the next unpopular opinion, I don't know if it's an unpopular one. So t- tell me if this is true or not. The 2007 Nancy Drew movie was a good Nancy Drew adaptation. That's the Emma Roberts one, right? I, I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. That's take. not an unpopular opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, I think a lot of people like that movie. The characterization is fine. The writing was not strong in that movie, specifically no. the dialogue. Yeah, it is a little cringe, but like, I feel like it's just a, like an iconic film yeah. just because of like, I don't know, maybe it's because I watched it when I was like 10, but I don't yeah. know. I, I, I even liked the Ellen DeGeneres movie too. The recent one. That one was actually nice. Yeah, I liked uh, it was. It was very. Was it good? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was very much a kids movie. Mm-hmm. But um, it was. Mm-hmm. It was like a nice kids movie. Yeah, I. I literally have that yeah. 2007 one sitting on my shelf behind me right now. So <laughs> I'll say I liked it. <laughs> um, yes, I do also agree that it is a good movie. The, the both of the movies, the Ellen um, generous one and the Emma Roberts one, I it, they are good adaptations. So I, not sure why. They thought that it was an unpopular opinion, but I guess maybe their entourage didn't like it. But yeah, speaking of more ad- adaptations, uh, the Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew Mysteries, the TV series from 77 to 79 is good. It's better I than the those. CW series and has the yes. best version of Joe jo out of any adaptation mm-hmm. of the Hardy Boys, even including the books. I don't know anything about that tv show so take it away jade um so my mom's the one who like grew up watching those so she's who introduced me to them when um i started to get into the nancy drew video games um actually so i actually that's also on my shelf right now behind me and they're very good they're very they're just like reminiscent from the books i feel like they followed the source material very well it's very nancy s nancy you know always getting flirted with by men who i way too older than her but still um you know and the hardy boys are there they do their own thing and um some episodes they're together some they're separate but those are really enjoyable to watch i really do enjoy them um now i'm gonna have to watch them i wasn't aware that people didn't consider that series good i always i always heard good stuff about that series. the 70s one the 70s yeah. I I enjoyed it. Um, I could not be for everyone. Um, it is older, so you know sometimes older stuff doesn't age well. But would you say? Would you agree that it has the best version of Joe? Uh, they're very seventies. My mom would agree with you. <laughs> um, I think she liked. Oh, I'd have to ask. I think she liked Frank. So I'll have to ask my mom because I'm pretty sure she liked Frank better. Like um, the actors who play though play the hardy boys are really um popular like my mom and my aunt talk about them all the time okay i seriously do not understand why everyone in the nancy drew fandom is obsessed with henry like why i don't think his character was really all that interesting and if it's simply because people think he's hot alejandro or that park ranger from dog is way more attractive all right look Mm. look honey (laughs) 
more than one person can be hot. (laughs) I'm just going to put that one out there. All right. Just because I'm hot doesn't mean that nobody else is hot. Okay. You notice how I said that? Now you can't deny that I'm hot. I'm very very intelligent. We we all have eyes. We know you're hot. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, Secondly... I also agree that Henry is kind of boring as a character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Honestly, I didn't know that pe- a lot of people found Henry hot. Like, I know some people do, but I didn't think it was, like, a popular opinion that he's attractive. I think it stems from people's pre-adolescent, adolescent phase. Because that, for me personally, this is where it started. I played this as a teenager, and I just vibed with Henry's emo vibe. Uh, his whole attitude is he's like um, demeanor, very depressed, <laughs> very sad boy. So, (laughs) also uh, dig his uh, gloves. And uh, also eyeliner. I don't know why. Is there (laughs) something about men with eyeliners? At that time, that was my shit. That's still my shit. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I feel like when I was like younger and like had more of an emo phase, I was like, really interested in Henry's character, but I just never found, like, ground where I was like, yeah, I really feel your backstory, but it's mostly just, like, I'm an orphan. (laughs) Feel bad for me that I'm an orphan. It's, like, true. It's tragic that orphans are a thing, but, like, you're an adult? (laughs) (laughs) You know? I don't know. (laughs) It was the fact that, like, I guess in that game, like, it's like, oh, like, Henry has so few friends that, like, the one person who's going to check on him was, like, his random classmate's girlfriend who sent her here. There is also, we have to point out that there is this whole summer situation, and mm-hmm. it kicks a lot of people's, like, need to save him, to protect him from the bad girlfriend, I mean, you know, a lot of young mm-hmm. girls love that kind of shit. But personally, not only I was attracted to his whole vibe, uh, I also like his voice. Right, I was about to say. It's it's the voice. I don't know why. There's something about his voice that is like just like very soothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's what... Uh, the others would have said but yeah <laughs> but on the other spectrum someone wrote people who say henry isn't hot ha- isn't hot are just goth phobic <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean <laughs> do y'all share to do y'all want to sh- share us your thoughts on this um anti-henry's uh i don't <laughs> it's like I don't even know what to say. <laughs> just gothophobic is just taking me out. I'm not, I'm not goth enough to comment on this. <laughs> They're speechless. I don't want to appropriate the goth community here. Smart. <laughs> well, I said it says gothophobic, so. Yeah, I'm not goth, so how would I know what is or is not gothophobic? Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Icicle Creek and Haunting of Castle Molloy are fun. Another person says, Icicle Creek is the most replayable game and has the best vibes of the series. And third point is, I actually love the cooking chores of for White Wolf of Icicle Creek. 
and also the snack shop from Waverly. So we can start with Icicle Creek. Do we agree or disagree? I actually agree with them. I really like, I think it's replayable. Yeah, I played that game a lot over and over again. So, and I like the cooking. So <laughs> it's not a game I reach for, honestly. Like I, so I kind of don't agree with it being replayable. I will say I do agree that um, the cooking challenges in Icicle Creek are fun because I, I personally mm-hmm. really love cooking puzzles in the games. So I do enjoy the cooking in that game. Though I feel like the problem with Icicle Creek is I feel like the cooking challenges get in the way of the actual plot mm. of the game. So that's probably why I don't reach for it. That makes that sense. I, I love cooking games. Uh, cooking Mama is my jam. So any of the Nancy Drew games that have cooking or the snack shop like that was mentioned, like anything, I'm just like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. thing about Icicle Creek is that that game is stupid long. And yeah. I, I'm not really sure mm. if it's long because of the chores that you have to do every day or if it's just long because there's so many limits on like what you can do in a single day in that game. It's like as like I think in I think the game is one of the ones that like the longest amount of time passes on the case. Like I feel like you you have to be there for at least 3 or 4 days before you can solve the case, which isn't yeah. true for most other games. I think it's 3 like three days minimum because you can be there for more yeah i think it's like the plot of the game is meant to be like over three days interesting hmm. unless you're mean can't figure out what you're doing <laughs> yeah well that, that has that problem too and it has an entire i mean i got so many complaints about ice but you know the, the mini games aren't bad i just didn't like having to do them every day because hmm. it, it it like it fucks yeah. up the flow yeah well it's like the thing i don't like about ice is like when like there's definitely there's a part where like when you have to go out to like that uh ridge or whatever i forget what it's called if you miss cooking because of that like you it's possible you can get fired so it's like you have to go out of your way to do the chores that don't matter to solving the mystery and that gets in the way yeah. of you solving the mystery there's a term we use in game development called ludonarrative dissonance. <laughs> um, but uh, Ooh, not that that actually applies fancy. here. But, um, you know, that the story of the game is that you're trying to solve a mystery. But also in the game, you have to do, like, cooking mini-games because a game has to happen. So it's like, so it's like are we trying, <laughs> like, what's the priority here? And the game clearly struggles with that as well. It's like they have a character suggest that as a joke, like, oh, yeah, and you also have to do this on top. And it's like, no, seriously, you really have to do that. Like, we, we like that's part of the game or else you'll lose. <laughs> so it's like, why yeah. am I solving this mystery at all? Why don't I leave? <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this, that I enjoy the puzzles from the game, but the cooking just really annoys the fuck out of me like it's fun the first few times but then when i'm doing something and then i get a call from chantal yelling at me for like not being for not being there to cook letting the guests starve i'm like i want to play the game i don't want to have to go and cook for these ungrateful bitches I'm just saying. Look, um, yeah, like that guy, that guy <laughs> with the the ski guy. I already forget. The Canadian? No, the, the 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 Russian slash not Russian guy. Oh, Yanni. Yeah, he's the guy from fake Eastern Europe. Fredonia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like what? He's like a biathlon triathlon guy, right? He knows how to shoot and kill stuff. Like, get, get mm-hmm. your own damn 
rabbit. Go shoot a deer and leave me alone. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, like, uh, if, if you start bothering me again, I'm going to have to put arsenic in the food. Yeah. Just so you know, you don't want me to cook angry in here. Because <laughs> I know all about arsenic. I've played Ghost Dog. Yeah. I guess I'm the odd one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I still would say that I still would put Icicle Creek in the better half. I would say I don't I don't dislike White Wolf. I would still reach out to it and play it, uh, most likely drunk, but <laughs> I would still play and enjoy it. There are just some parts of it that really push that game down. Yeah. Uh, we do have a friend, though, who hates, hates White Wolf of Icicle Creek. It might even be their worst game mm. and it all comes down to the accents <laughs> oh my god that's it <laughs> they're they because they are canadian oh, um yeah. and yeah like as soon as bill opens his mouth this rage part inside of them it just <laughs> comes out and being like i'm going to slap a son of a bitch the stereotype <laughs> stereotype is too much fun fact if you go to canada and order bacon you get normal bacon it's <laughs> 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 not it's like you can get normal bacon in canada that's not like a i don't know <laughs> honestly i okay m maybe it's me because i am the only person who lives in canada here in this recording uh, personally i've never seen someone say canadian bacon for ham yeah, they, they know what ham is. <laughs> yeah, they know. Like, whatever, like, I hear Canadian bacon, I'm like, just say, just say ham. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Who says Canadian bacon? Who has that much saliva? <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> is your voice covered by saliva? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Who just has the... that much energy to say the whole thing? I'm just saying. <laughs> Do you have enough saliva to say that sentence right now? <laughs> for, for listeners at home, <laughs> Tina, Tina's second language is English. <laughs> In case you have not noticed that. <laughs> no, that's that's not the, the fact that I don't have a s that this is my second language. That's not that. It's just that I'm stupid. No, no, no. 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 You don't Aww. say foyer. <laughs> we can't forgive that one. <laughs> okay, you're right. Forgive me. I forgot about foyer. I'm moving on. <laughs> All right, so we are gonna get to Shattered Medallion. I had to think what that was for a second. <laughs> Says a lot. It's a lot. So there's still there's a lot of people who still like uh, who still like Shattered Medallion. Um, such as some says that um, Shattered Medallion and Ransom of Sandrum ships aren't as bad as people say they are. <laughs> Shattered Medallion is the best game in the series. I think I know who wrote that one. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I didn't hate Shattered Medallions. Was Sunny completely disappointing? 
hundred percent. However, yeah, yeah. I loved all the puzzle and constant progress forward. It felt very chronological and like a one big scavenger hunt, and I was obsessed with that aspect. The characters are decent and all served a specific, unique. Lucrative purpose. In my opinion, there have been much worse dry characters. Love the Anunnaki backstory and Sunny and Grandpa's story. The interaction with Bess and George was fun, and it was not scary. It is nine number nine on my rankings. Another person said that they liked the way they did Sunny June. They thought that he was quirky and strange, and uh, just. They're weird about some stuff, and it worked for them. They enjoyed the color scheme, uh, so yeah, they enjoyed the shadow medallion. And Sunny June definitely made it better for them. This the the one before this one. I actually I can see what they mean, but there's like some uh, like yeah, <laughs> like I get what they mean because yeah. I kind of agree, but at the same time, nah. I wouldn't rate it number nine on my list. <laughs> I don't mind Shattered Medallion, honestly. Yeah. That first one where they said they kind of lumped in Rance of the Seven Ships there. Uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry yeah. to that, sorry to this man, but I disagree. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think we all I, do. Rance of the Seven Ships, like, is one. The, I think the only game that I've ever not finished because I genuinely was not having a good time playing it. Like I, mm -hmm. it's the only game I've ever actually rage quit and never finished because I genuinely disliked it. <laughs> Even with the blackface stuff aside, I did not have fun playing that game. Yeah. I, I uh, would say I strongly dislike medallion for, for a large variety of reasons. If, if if it weren't for Ransom, Ransom was my least favorite game until Medallion came along. And then the the racism ran thing was uncovered, or more brought light to. Mm -hmm. Then it was like, okay, no, that's actually my least favorite game. Medallion is, so my, my, my brother describes it as a fever dream <laughs> in, in, in both, like, yeah. not just like that it, it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't. That's um, true. But just like playing it is the weirdest. Like it's, it's, it's insane. Like just nothing is explained in an adequate way. <laughs> Not a single element of the game is explained in an <laughs> adequate way. Um, and it's, it's, um, <laughs> it has so many things going on. It has this extremely complex story that I, I, I feel like they started with the story, they wrote the story, and then they didn't like send the story over to the developers who are like making puzzles and stuff and like scenery. And then when they got the story, they're like, "Oh shit!" And they just <laughs> kind of like started putting stuff in to like almost relate to the story. So it was like two people working the project who like met up when they were both halfway done with the project, <laughs> and, and yeah, like yeah. quickly were like, "Oh my god, we gotta like Photoshop in like stuff into the scenes to like make this make sense." Uh, so yeah. the, the, the worst part is everything. Everything about that game was like a great idea. It's like yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure, game show setting, awesome. New Zealand, awesome. Fucking yeah. Sunny June getting revealed, awesome. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. too bad that they made Sunny June a Tumblr. Um, oh my god, like, yes. Like, why did they do that? I think I saw someone in the Facebook group call him a suave hipster. No. <laughs> I, think they, I think they don't know what a hipster is. Or what suave is. 
<laughs> yeah, he's oh, not. Well, I, have, I have the Time Lord Gallifreyan jacket. Like, <laughs> he <laughs> he was definitely giving me like uh, Matt Smith era Doctor. Yes. Who oh yeah. In yeah, personality, I'm sure. I feel like someone on like the Herner Active team was like definitely going for that vibe, like just a quirky, like says things that don't really make sense, and like they for sure opened up Tumblr. And then what they had is they had like a young writer on the team. Yeah. I mean, this isn't something I know for a fact, but this is just something I'm like, this, this is what it was. <laughs> just, hypothesis. Uh, hypothesis. Um, the young writer just opened up Tumblr and showed like the art direction team, like, this is what the kids like. <laughs> and the art direction team was like, oh, oh, they love galaxy print and they love uh you know <laughs> timey wimey spacey wacy whatever um timey wimey wibbly wobbly timey wimey wibbly who cares um, <laughs> oh man okay t- 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 2010 was a long time ago it was <laughs> can't believe i lived through it sometimes <laughs> the changing uh, of an era <laughs> yeah truly and i mean i was on tumblr then and yeah. i definitely like reposted Doctor Who stuff. Absolutely. And I was like a homestuck as well. Like I was I was oh, into all oh sorts of God. stuff. I was not an evangelical homestuck. In fact, I I think the trolls are the worst part of homestuck. There's an unpopular opinion for you. They're supposed uh, to be annoying though, aren't they? Like it's a, it's the point. They're yeah, like a caricature. Really they suck. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, except like a bunch of like socially awkward teenagers made them their personality, <laughs> which is not what was supposed to happen. Anyway, Homestuck is, 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 a, is a troubling enterprise. Truly. Okay, I'm not going to address Ransom, but for Shattered Medallion, here's the thing about the later games especially i think they had a writer for you know the same writer for a bunch of games in the later series and i I will say this some of their games i i love it but it was never for the story it was never for the writing it was never for you know what you did with the story it is I just love your game because it has good puzzles. It has a good environment, but you were really never responsible for me liking this game. For example, um, the same writer who who wrote Shattered Medallion also wrote uh, Ghost of Thorn Hall, and um, so Ghost of Thorn Hall is a very popular game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I-, I will say this though: I enjoy Ghost of Thorn Hall, but it was not for the writing. It was not for the dialogue. It was and the story. It was also kind of stupid, but I enjoyed the puzzles. I think that the problem with Shadow Medallion is that it is yes, it is it is suffering from a writing problem. And usually, you uh, if you have that, at least have good puzzles. You know, to yet you know really uplift the game. But it didn't even have that. The environment is boring. The characters were boring. The puzzles were boring. Uh, everything about this game was just painful to go through. Puzzles, boring. <laughs> Writing, boring. Gameplay, yes, boring. Me, I'm tight as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, um, if we take, uh, yeah, 
yeah, like I'm trying to 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 compare this with another game that has the same writer, but like I, at least I can enjoy it because it has enjoyable like gameplay. But unfortunately, it it was not the case for Shattered Medallion. It sucked in every way, and that's where you can see how much the writing sucked. It. The, whatever is coming out of these people's mouths it's as if th these people are not human these people are not human like in, nobody in the whole world nobody in this world talks like they do it's they talk they are talking in some kind of code that i my human brain cannot comprehend what i'm uh, what i'm starting to think is that sunny june and the, this little group are not humans and they are they almost probably aliens Honestly, though, I cannot say a redeeming thing about Shattered Medallion, personally. When I think about this game, I just... I would rather do anything else than replay Shattered Medallion. I will say this. Ransom. Yes. Even if... Even if I, I'm going to say something, a hot take in this group that are going to make you lose... Like, make me lose a few points with you. <laughs> I would rather replay... Ransom of Seven Ships, then Shadow Medallion. <laughs> I'll, I'll be straight up with you, and I agree. If there was a version of of, of Ransom that didn't have a culprit, I, I think that would I would enjoy that. Where it literally, like, instead of having one guy who it obviously is, just have no guys. And, like, occasional mentions of mystery men. And that would be fun and good. And I like that element. And I also like the, like... Because that was, I mean, her interactive has been very upfront about this. Like, this was their attempt to make a more, like, mist-like game where it's just about solving puzzles and, you know, discovering things on the island. It's it's a lot like um, Return to Mysterious Island in mm -hmm. that aspect. Another good game that is good and you should play, but it, it unfortunately sucks. <laughs> I think that Ransom was, like, good in, in theory, like, it had a lot of good elements that could have been good, but I just don't think it was executed very well. Like, for for one thing, like, they should have had more than one character in the game. Like, it's obviously not George who kidnapped Bess. So, like, who is the other only other dude on this island? And then I also think that, like, people who like this game, they don't actually like it. They just like the aesthetics of it. Like, it's like... People will always say like, oh, Rance, like the island's so pretty. It has the pink beach, but they never talk about the puzzles or like the plot. It's always like, oh, the game's so pretty. So I just don't think people who like this game actually like it. <laughs> so for me, I would rather play Shatter Medallion than this one, honestly. Mm -hmm. I know some of our friends are big Shatter Medallion fans. And once they get to that part, they'll probably cancel us cancel me <laughs> but, uh, but it's not like they didn't know it's not like they didn't know my feelings on it's, it it's, those aren't uh, popular feelings so i think yeah. it, you know, the cancellation would not work <laughs> you'd have like a bajillion other people backing you up mm -hmm. it's uh it, they they did try to explain to me why the story works but in the process they just made me more confused you should <laughs> all right here's a hot take for everybody always if you have to explain why a movie or TV show story works, or like explain the ending to something, it didn't work. That's it true. It was bad. That's true. <laughs> or it was intentionally mysterious, and explaining it ruins it. So, yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, another thing that was said, uh, it's a hot one. The way the fandom, and in parentheses, and her interactive, and even the other characters in the Nancy Drew universe, uh, treats Sunny June is horrific and ab ableist. He's very clearly coded as neurodivergent since his appearance in the Secret of Scarlet Hand. And I honestly have no idea why people were so disappointed after meeting him in Shattered Medallion because his personality matches his notes. So I'm I'm not a neurodivergent person. So I might be stepping out of line saying this. Can't really. <laughs> but like coding somebody as neurodivergent and then like not committing to that is grounds for any interpretation. Like they could just as easily say, oh, but he's just like that. And and like it's never canonized. Mm -hmm. Never ever like coding. Coding is one thing, and coding is its own bag of marbles. Um, uh, but it, it's yeah, it's, Sunny June is mishandled by a lot of things. I would not blame the fans for the handling of Sunny June personally, yeah. but also saying that like the Tumblr aesthetic is a neurodivergent thing is, I think, deeply wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I like I I think. I, I don't I can't think of many neurodivergent people that I know personally who are into that aesthetic really. I mean I had purple hair and I'm neurodivergent with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well I I am too, but I didn't have purple hair. But I, <laughs> I was into Doctor Who, but um <laughs> I think that Sunny has behaviors like I've seen people on like in the community say that like Sunny has certain behaviors that they could relate to as like an autistic person yeah. so I think that's where it comes from that like people who are neurodivergent in the fandom see themselves in characters like him so they're that's why they think he's like neurodivergent coded um I know that uh, a few people have said that like the way that Sunny and like Ryan get treated kind of bothers them because they feel like because they see those behaviors and those characters, they feel like that the fans are saying that those behaviors are annoying. So I I don't find Ryan annoying, actually. Yeah, neither a lot of people uh, do though. A lot really? of people hate her. I, I love I'm gonna her. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that's that's uh -huh. maybe misogyny. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> About Sunny specifically, it is I will say this though, it is more of the story of the plot that ruins it more than the character mm -hmm. because what I didn't like about what they did with Sunny is that personally I related with the fact that he was he had a fear of commitment he was more of a guy who couldn't stand it in one place mm -hmm. he he couldn't keep a, one job for like more than six months, mm -hmm. if, even if yeah, he wanted that to. So he he's like, I'm just going to try different things. I'm going to be a jack of all trades. I'm going to go where the wind brings mm -hmm. me. And also he uh, has trouble with, you know, following orders. He has, he is more of a creative type. He loves to doodle. He loves to, um, he, he doesn't like to be confined. This is the Sunny June that I really related to. Someone who is not, yeah. doesn't have an agenda. He's just a guy yeah. who starts a job, 
finds it probably very interesting. It's very mm -hmm. focused on yeah. it for a few months, like peaks, he peaks, and then Relatable. He, he gets bored and he's like, I gotta move yeah. on. I gotta go somewhere else. <laughs> I, I agree with that vibe. Um, and I don't like that they recontextualized all of his past, like, run-ins with Nancy's path as he was always searching for Anunnaki secrets or whatever. Yeah, it's like, which... what Anunnaki secrets were in, like, fucking Minette's fashion studio? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, the cows and the aliens? Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, yeah, it, that, those are the parts I don't like. Um, the characterization, it's really hard to say if I like the characterization of Med, because he really mm. doesn't say anything of value yeah. at any point <laughs> in the game. Um, everything he says is, like, shrouded in mystery for the pure reason of, I guess, trying to make him seem mysterious. But then it's just like, I mean, if, if we are looking at him as a as a coded neurodivergent character, I would say that that would, like, reinforce a stereotype that neurodivergent people are, like, mm -hmm. you know, purposefully self-insular. And, like, that's not necessarily true, and actually yeah. certainly not true for a lot of neurodivergent people. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> You know what I would uh, would have really liked that they have done instead of making him some kind of mastermind who pl planned all of this stuff and now it's accumulating to this moment where he finds a treasure, whatever. I would have preferred if they made it like a coincidence and he, uh, and Nancy arrives to a place and Sunny just happens to work there mm -hmm. and he finds out what she does and he. Uh, 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 like there's a crime or something and he gets super excited and he leaves his like work task and just follows Nancy and be like hey can I help you yeah. can I help you Third. and uh, yeah and he uh, actively tries to help Nancy and along his way he's, he gives her like doodles and stuff of things that happens like um if like, let's say they meet a new character, he would do them uh, very funny stuff about that character and stuff like that. That that would have been interesting. Yeah, if if Sonny weren't the entire impetus of the plot, it would have been vastly more interesting having him in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot left to be desired for Sonny because they hype him up so much in all the other games as this person who like goes from job to job. Like I agree fully with Tina. Like like he is how I feel like working sometimes. It's like man. You know, you, that point you get with a job, it's like, I know I have lots of different hobbies and bounce from one thing to the other constantly. So he's like very relatable. It would have been cool to see him just randomly show up and like just the setting they put him in in that game. It just it just didn't like it felt like a I don't know, like a different sunny June, in my opinion, mm -hmm. like still him in essence, but like watered down a bit to fit the plot. If I would agree. Reason. I would agree that he feels watered down, honestly. Personally, I think, and uh, maybe other neurodivergent people are not going to agree with me on this, uh, but that's just my take on, as, a, as an autistic person. I think that making him like, oh, I did this all, like I gathered all these people and uh, I went to this place for a purpose. Uh, it's all a great plan and all of that. I think it, it was more, uh, it, was, it, it was more disservicing as a, as a character, as a, 
uh, neurodivergent mm. coded character, mm-hmm. it was more disservice against him than really uplifting him as a neurodivergent coded character. You know, yeah, it was more ableist in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's my take. <laughs> Maybe other people are not gonna agree with me. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just let down by that Sunny June. I'm like <laughs> thinking back to when I first played and how I was just like so excited to finally meet him. And I'm just like, man, I was thoroughly disappointed. And then the <laughs> fact that like, doesn't Nancy like not even remember who he is? Yeah. Like she's like, like, like you'd think she would recognize his name, but there's no like dramatic like, oh my God, Sunny June. She's just like, who? <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Next opinion, they needed to get a stable look at voice actor for George. I personally want her to look like and be a classic lesbian, but honestly, (laughs) if they just picked something and stick with it. Doesn't George have a consistent voice actor in the later games? Or did she always have... I think so. It's only the first couple beginning ones where it's a different George. I'm- yeah, the the whole voice actor. I'm not sure what they meant, but I will. I know. I I will recognize that she has different looks, but so did so did Bess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think what they meant is stick with one look. Um, and probably yeah. George is the one that suffered the most. I believe. I don't think George looks that different. Like I'm thinking yeah. of like Ransom George and like Alibi and Ashes George. I don't think they look honestly that different. I don't have that good of a memory. I can only think of the one George, <laughs> George and Alibi. <laughs> you know, I will say this though. The Shattered Medallion George is uh, is a babe. Yeah, like they, yeah. they I'm like should thinking. keep that, George. Like, I mean, woo, this, woo. Bess was relatable <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Bess, Bess was cute too. So honestly, I, I will say yes. I do believe they re- maybe should stick with a look. I guess. I mean. I didn't know it was a problem. I was, yeah. I t- took it as, oh, they are getting better at graphics, are very good, getting better at design. I will say this, though. I hated what they did to George in Albine Ashes. What was she, like a, a ghost or some shit? <laughs> like, why is she so pale? Like, you... Like it's it was as if she she turned herself into a mime. She's just so tech savvy that she doesn't leave her room. She's stressed. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's not even beige. It's white. It's not even beige. <laughs> She's just so into technology and all the robotics and all the stuff. She just is cooped up in her room all day. Wow! How dare you call me out? Um... <laughs> Are you as white as a ghost? Oh my god! I oh. literally glow in the dark. Like not a joke. Oh my god! <laughs> I love you have that. something in common with George. Yeah. Okay, next opinion. Oh, first one is the vegetables in Shadow Ranch are not hard to figure out. <laughs> Rude. Uh, the, I love the chores in Shadow Ranch. Bring on the broken eggs and vegetables that aren't ripe. I um I kind of agree, except yeah. for one detail, which is that the resolution of the game is very low. And if you are playing the game on a TV, it can be really hard to see the details that would be more obvious on a TV that's, or like monitor that's the correct resolution, which is um, an interesting technical aspect of these games. 
which is that they were designed for CRT monitors. If you don't know what a CRT is, it's the old blocky mm-hmm. TVs, the mm-hmm. ones that had the, the fat ass. The box um, TVs. The thick TVs. Yeah, the thick TVs. Uh, speaking as a collector of said thick TVs, um, <laughs> I, literally, I there are five within uh, my visual Hang on, is that thick with T-H-I-C-C? Yes. Okay. The biggest thing about the Nancy Drew games and how they relate to that is that the, the renders they use for the CGI environments and all of the objects you click on, they are supposed to match the exact resolution of the game. And when you look at that through a CRT monitor, it looks like there's more detail than there actually is. Hmm. It's an interesting dynamic of how the dots, like when you look at an LCD or OLED screen, you're looking at pixels. You're looking at literally squares, like millions of squares. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at a CRT, you're looking at blobs, what are essentially like blobs of light that have been shot at the screen. You can look really close and like see dots and say that they're pixels. They're not really pixels. It's just the computer treats them as if they are pixels for simplicity's sake. But when they're rendered out on the screen, when you look at them, it looks higher resolution because it's not limited by resolution. It's limited by how well it blends those dots together. And a lot of TVs blend those dots together really well. A lot of monitors do as well. And it's easier to tell in puzzles like that puzzle which require you to pay attention to like very small details on the vegetables, like how you actually do that. So there is actually a technical limitation there, <laughs> which is why that puzzle isn't that hard if you're playing it on like a small screen versus if you're playing it on a big screen. Yeah, I would say um, even if we were to play it on a good monitor, like a good screen, honestly, that wasn't really my problem. My problem is is that I can't read. <laughs> I read five times and I'm like, I still don't know what is ripe and what is not. As someone who's like has very short attention span, um, I struggle <laughs> with all of it. <laughs> I see images. I don't know what that means. Yeah, it just does. <laughs> it just doesn't compute. <laughs> I will say though, I I still, even though it's hard to for me to figure it out, because you know, can't read, can't look um i still enjoy it i still enjoy the chores it it is giving me stardew valley vibes i I love i love being um a farm girl for a little bit you know um i turn around and i'm in my cute little cowboy jeans my cute boots and uh like dave are you watching excuse me are you watching excuse me <laughs> that is my husband. Excuse me. Yeah, and he's watching. Me. You know what? In jeans like that, I can't fault him. But still, <laughs> we can share. It's fine. All right. Uh, next point: Mel from Waverly Academy is a highly overrated and stereotypical character whose cello. <laughs> Scale practice drives me up the wall. <laughs> I saw that. I actually agree. So the thing is like, the thing I don't like about Mel is Mel makes this whole point of being like, oh, I don't care what people think of me. I'm like, I'm outside the society of Waverly, but she's not. Okay. Because like 
the thing is, is she does care what people think about her. She cares about looking a certain way because later in the game, she tells you she can't go get herself milk and cookies because then people won't think she's goth enough. So <laughs> she clearly does care what people think about her. Haha, <laughs> owned. So I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's like her personality is being edgy and she wants to maintain that persona. But by doing so, like she is participating in the thing she says she doesn't want to participate in, you know? I like male, but we have to remind ourselves that they are still teenagers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they say shit, but they act another way than what they're saying. They are, they are inconsistent yeah. because you know what? They're young and they don't think. Yeah. <laughs> they really like, um, obviously, like if you do not vibe with the popular girls, you're whole vibe would you're you would be more tend to you would tend to want to be more on the edgy side and just being like i'm cool because i don't care and all of that um they will never say oh i I do care because it is their ways to you know protect themselves in this environment of bitchiness and you know gossipness because be real that that school environment it's like a pool a cesspool of bitchy uh, catty teenagers. It's like, oh my god! I don't remember high school being like that. <laughs> I won't survive. Like, I mean, I, I think it's um, well. Okay, so if you look at Mel, like compared to like Daria, right? Like Daria from the show Daria. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. um, it's like you you see a lot of similarities. I think like you see like somebody who clearly has like an aesthetic agenda but mm-hmm. will not uh, like maybe more in Mel's case, she's clearly committing to it. But for Daria, it's like, no, I don't have an agenda. My agenda is the anti-agenda. <laughs> it's like, that, that is an agenda though. <laughs> and uh, it, it, you know, it's the, the great like fallacy of that stuff is like, when you are a teenager, you look at that and you're like, oh yeah, they're fighting the system. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's me. And then you grow up and you become an adult and you're just like, oh, oh, that that was the system. <laughs> like, I was I was playing right into the hands of my own trappings, my own social trappings. It, I don't know, but like I went through a similar phase, not really like a goth phase, but like a similar like contrarian sort of like vibe where it was just like everything was like actually recycling is bad (laughs) which which it is but uh, well i mean it's 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 good but it it sucks anyway um but but it's hey it's it's like people teenagers like that are very identifiable for like for like a very certain niche and i feel like mel does serve that pretty well especially with the like contrarian element of yeah. being contrary to herself. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I was just pleasantly surprised that they would include a goth and honestly, I should give her interactive more credit because I feel like um I don't know. I I always figured that they were not going to go 
they they were not gonna diversify that much. Honestly, but though, they kind of um, did. did at her interactive. You had two goths. Sorry. Honestly, <laughs> though, you <laughs> shouldn't give them that much credit because the way that Nancy speaks about Mel is so like clutching her pearls, as she calls. If you call Ned, she'll be like, "Oh my god, there's a goth here." Ned's like a goth, like facial piercings and weird hair. Oh, and god. Nancy's like, "Yeah." And Ned says something like, "Oh my god, there's a goth at an elite prep school," and it's like it's so like that's not usual. Yeah, it's literally like just so clutching their pearls, like so like scandalized, and it's like Mel just has a couple pink streaks and like anime pigtails. It's really it's not like she's like sacrificing animals you know what Here, i mean here's she sorry she didn't did she even she didn't have any piercings from no she seen. didn't she didn't even have any piercings i think here's, she had a nose piercing uh, yeah Here, here's my disappointment with with her interactive which is a very minor thing like mm-hmm. clearly this is just me like wanting to see my own personal politics <laughs> replicated <laughs> in front of me but like having mel not look like anybody else there but like she's still there and she still participates in mm-hmm. like rituals and stuff. Like that's a perfect time to comment or like have a commentary on the fact that the only reason all of those girls are at that school is because they are all upper class. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Mel's a legacy yep. student. So even though she's like, oh, I don't fit in here, like she basically had a spot guaranteed there. Yeah, she uh she uh i think it's um it's only rachel and kim who had to get a scholarship to be there Mm -hmm. otherwise the all the other kids like rachel and kim tell you that their dad was like not a good parent so they were worried they would end up in foster care if they didn't get into boarding school but they're the only ones who aren't rich i think yeah yeah Yeah, she still benefited from a family privilege uh all of these girls uh well maybe not uh rachel and kim Mm -hmm. no uh, but yeah, all of the other girls, they, mm, I mean, they, they are all, are all basically spoiled little bitches, <laughs> basically. So honestly, uh, Mel, Mel, yes, uh, she might not be as catty as the other girls, but you know what's sexy? Recognizing you have privilege. She kind of is as catty as them, though. She is, like, so dismissive of everyone. Yeah, I would say she's, like, yeah, ju- just just like Daria, she is <laughs> equally judgmental of everybody. <laughs> it's true. You know what? You're, you're right. It is true. Um, but maybe not as savage as her easy. I no. mean, nobody was... A savage as Dar- Daria isn't Daria isn't a, a literal Maoist. So, <laughs> like, I mean, sorry, not Dar- Mel. Mel is not a literal Maoist. Daria is. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> also, yeah, I will agree that the cello gets on your nerves after mm-hmm. after a few minutes, hours. I don't know. But would be nice if they had a system where uh, oh, now it's uh, six o'clock. It's time to change to another tune. Yeah. On, uh, you know, something like every hour Animal they crossing. change the tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I can't. It's at this. It's at the point where I, whenever I hear that tune, that cello tune, I'm like, bro, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I've heard it long enough. <laughs> So, um, next point, 
Waverly Academy is drastically overrated, and the boarding school lifestyle is romanticized by those who have never lived it. It also has major boomer design energy. <laughs> like Waverly Academy is what a fifty-year-old thinks of high school. Okay, I, I. Do kind of agree with this, but I feel like a lot of media is like that though. That's rolls around teens in high school because the thing is, it's like I don't know about you guys, but I know my high school did not have like cliques like this where there was like a head bitch or like Hmm. or people who were like everyone at the school hated them because they were nerdy or awkward or whatever. Like we didn't really have that. Like we had social groups, but they were pretty like they overlapped a lot, and there wasn't like. It's even, like, the ones who we would consider, like, the popular kids weren't, like, actively bullying the rest of the student body. So I don't know where that comes from, if maybe high school in the 80s was like that, but I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just a stereotype at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I put this on the fact, this is this for the same reason that people, the same reason people might enjoy Waverly Academy is the same reason people enjoy Gossip Girl. Like, yeah. Gossip Girl is just... Oh, it's not reality at all but we just we just enjoy drama we enjoy messiness we just enjoy you know um fights <laughs> we enjoy gossip we <laughs> they like we love the romanticizations uh, sometimes we just enjoy um you know ridiculousness we know it's ridiculous um, but it makes it enjoyable. Well, real life is boring at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> real life high school, this boring, just boring. Yeah, I had a similar experience to Nikki in high school. A lot of the um, social groups interact, like, or like overlapped and things yeah. like that. Like, I was in drama club, but like, I was also in the anime club. Like, everyone was kind of from everywhere. Yeah. Like, even my art class because we had like um we had specials that you could take um that were like two like an hour um Mm -hmm. time slot Uh, some of the people in there were what some people may consider punk or gothic and then some of the people there were what some people might consider preppy but like we all got along we all talked and interacted in this class setting and things like that yeah like in uh, same with my my high school. Like we didn't have a queen bee and a her group. We're like mean girls. Like that. I'm like, is that a thing? Is was that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's uh, maybe maybe it's just us. We went to we just went to good high probably. schools. <laughs> I, I I did not go to a good high school. There was a lot of fighting. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean that, that sounds interesting. We should make a series out of it. <laughs> I have seen some things <laughs> yeah but definitely it is uh it is very stereotypical uh, but honestly uh, another person says waverly is boring I, I i did not find it boring i actually enjoy it uh waverly academy is probably my, my top five but yeah, I, I also enjoy mm. chick flicks <laughs> i enjoy yeah <laughs> I, I like waverly academy a lot yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's got a lot of really good, like, twists that are both, yeah. like, drama twists, but also, like, you know, it's got the classic Nancy Drew twists as well. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. spoil it because it is good enough to not be spoiled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's up there, yeah, yeah. Next uh, opinion, Fox and Geese is a great mini game that is not impossible. They can leave the chat. It's not <laughs> impossible. It's not impossible, but I don't like it. Yeah. I... 
It's honestly one of the main reasons I don't replay Icicle Creek because I just don't want to do Fox and Geese again. Yeah, I hate that. Honestly, I love Fox oh. and Geese. I yeah, I'm one of those. <laughs> you, love you love torture. You love torture yourself. Sue me. <laughs> I there is a strategy to it. Honestly, though, I feel like if I could show you guys how I do it, maybe you will enjoy it more. But there's a strategy. If you to have it. the strategy guide, I'll take it. <laughs> I know that there is a strategy to solve it quickly because I remember that like Argo Funk made a video on it. Oh yeah, I think I had to use that. Yeah, get it. Ugh, like taking him taking credit. Like, <laughs> when like it literally, like I didn't even need Argo Funk. I could need to release the Fox your own version, so we don't have to. Yeah, to like it. I could beat the Fox and Geese in sixty minutes. All three of them. Okay, pop I've off. done it before. Pop off. <laughs> I'm gonna pop off. And now this man makes a video, and now everybody's like, "Oh, he can do it!" And now so can I. I'm like. <laughs> Just because I didn't make a video about it. Okay. The drama war begins. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, next opinion. I want to make a disclaimer here. Uh, a huge disclaimer. Because I've seen some of these opinions in there. So I just want to point out. If you think that they should go back to their old platform and vo- the same voice actress, Lani Manila, uh. you do not have... An unpopular opinion. It's not an unpopular opinion. It's also not a correct opinion. <laughs> yes, j- just join. Just join a herd. Like you, you, you are with the major population here. You're not. You're not in the sidelines over here. You just. You just. Just like everyone else, you wanted to go back to the way it used. Join, join that the team, okay? It's the big, big triple A team over here, okay? You are not special. <laughs> hand in, you hand, are. Hand in your snowflake ID card, all right? <laughs> so please, I don't want to. I don't want another unpopular opinion that says go back to your old platform because you do not have an unpopular opinion. There, I said it. I want to say what I always say when it comes to this which is that it is not impossible to return to the old style with the new technology. For the love of God, stop saying that Unity is the problem. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, it like um honestly though, I thought that with the um, Amelia Darnell demo, people would be like, "Oh, well, I I guess no. Unity wasn't problem. Nobody, nobody pays no, attention it's... when it's good. They only yeah. pay attention when it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And honestly, um, honestly, I will not blame the general population for, you know, not knowing. Honestly, like, um, it, it's uh, not everybody can be informed about what went wrong and mm-hmm. all of this. Uh, they just know the big words. They just know the all the buzzwords and they're like, oh, that must be it. No, no, yeah. it's just you gotta get to the source of the problem here. It is that they did not uh, optimize the game well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that whole <laughs> game was a hot mess. Don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, we well, we I mean, if we get to Midnight Salem, we can talk about it. Yeah, if we get to Midnight Salem, because you know. <sighs> Or talking about popular opinions, you know they'll be talking about Midnight yeah. in Salem in the in the in the comments. Amazing <laughs> that the unpopular opinion on Midnight in Salem is that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but there there have been a few people who were like, 
I did not like Midnight Salem. It's a hot mess, and I'm like, honey, yes, also do not have enough of your opinion. Just, just Google Midnight in Salem and yeah. look at literally anything anybody has said about it. My- like, um, Half Moon Joe is streaming it right now, and he called it the most problematic Nancy Drew game. That's not even remotely true. <laughs> it's not. not- <laughs> no, he hasn't. Oh, the poor innocent man. If, any, if oh. anything, it is the most politically correct Nancy Drew. Like out of almost yeah. all of them. I don't I don't know if I would say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, there's some problematic things about that's it. That's true, that's true. But I mean compared to, say, Shadow Ranch, there 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 are some questionable treatment of- I would actually say that there are things in Midnight and Salem that are on par with some of the racist stuff from Shadow Ranch, honestly. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just one example that I'll give is Mid- Midnight in Salem talks about reparations and oh. is actively like dismissive of them. And not only that, the, has the only two black characters in the story be outwardly dismissive of them. I see. Yes. That's a so good point. that just mm-hmm. is the one thing where I'm like, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is a fairly. Yeah, that, that is a fairly like conservative talking head point yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the unpopular opinion is basically they should have jumped into the new production engine way sooner. They, it was time to kill the old engine and just, you know, switch to Unity. Yeah. It was really time. Honestly, um, yeah. Y- yes, yes. Um, and it helped. But not in the way that people want it. Probably not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree. But yeah, it helps. I agree, and also I am sad that this is an unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Next opinion. Uh, I wish the games didn't lay everything out for you, and that there was more opportunity to select who you think is the culprit. Is like the end of Stay Tuned for Danger. Yes, I like. I do agree with yeah. this one. I like this one. Yeah, I. I also. I also would have loved it, and I am pretty scared that if it was the case, I would realize how of a dumbass, how much of a dumbass I am. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you know who? Like, I'm a Balducci. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just gonna get them all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be fun if the game actually required you to figure out who the culprit was before they gave it to you. Because yeah. I don't. I think most of the games pretty much like you are just told who it is at the end, and you don't really get the chance to solve it on your own. You can you can say it out loud and see if you were right, mm-hmm. but like it, it would be in real life, yeah, not in that's game. True. Yeah, so there there's that. There's your consolation prize. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to be able to guess. Well, Captive Curse did. Yeah, Captive Curse did. Yeah. So that's there's that. And you actually die if you get it wrong. Yep. So that was fun. That was yeah. cute. Uh, Nancy and Deirdre is the enemies to lovership we all need in our life. Uh, no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, like, no, uh, period. Right, this one? Correct. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Midnight in Salem is just them on a date, right? Like, <laughs> yes. yes. It's, it's, it's great that the Hardy Boys will be in more games, but also Deirdre needs to return because yes. she was so good in the night so when Deirdre is like do you do you even like Ned and I could have felt I could have I filled the blanks like, here she was asking Nancy are you available <laughs> you know if you if you if you wanted to dumb Ned I would have supported you <laughs> I mean 
But Same. yeah, would... there we we have uh, <laughs> we're imagine? here like. If her interactive actually decided to do something good with the story and be like, <laughs> sorry, that's a really hot take. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're that one. Um, but like, um, but if they did like, um, Ned dumps Nancy for Deirdre, that would be oh. such an epic plot line. Well, the other way. <laughs> and Ned oh. dumps Nancy for Deirdre. No, I, I said that right. <laughs> no. Nancy like Nancy dumps Ned, Ned. for Deirdre. Deirdre. No, no, no. Ned dumps Nancy for Deirdre. Oh, and dates Deirdre. I, I, I mean what I'm saying, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean it should plot. be the other way. Then, no, no. <laughs> then that's the twist. Oh, That's the twist. Okay. Deirdre dumps Ned for Nancy. Ooh. And the player has to decide if they're into that or not. I feel like her interactive would never break up Ned and Nancy because no. they think it's too controversial. No, but... because they're well, yeah, cowards. They teased, <laughs> me on it. they teased me on it, and I got so yeah. excited. I can I can already feel I can already hear Sarah go going to her computer and just start starting typing a fan fiction. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> she said she would type one. <laughs> she said, "Will she do it?" I hope so. No, no. <laughs> Sarah, said Sarah she, get to work. Sarah said she come to my birthday party. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're we're. Uh, Big Nessie Deirdre shippers, and honestly though, I I laugh whenever there are comments about they're like they're supposed to be unpopular opinions, but they're like I support Nancy and Ned, or I support Nancy and Frank. I laugh at these comments. These comments make me laugh because y'all, I will say this. Y'all not do not have unpopular opinions. Whether you are Frank, a Nancy Frank shipper, <laughs> or a Nancy Net shipper, you do not have an unpopular opinion. Okay, you are the you are the big blue and red from the United States. Okay, you're the big, two big <laughs> parties. <laughs> you are the two big parties. <laughs> oh, blue and red. Parties, oh, okay. okay, you know more oh, about okay. the judicial try, system than yes, us. Yes, <laughs> try. Try to be, tr- try to be a third party, okay? Tr- be the green party with us. <laughs> try, try to be a Nessie Deirdre shipper. Try to be a Nessie by herself shipper, okay? Oh, I'm a Nancy by herself shipper. I'm not girl Nancy. Um, but uh, <laughs> for the viewers at home, in case you couldn't tell, <laughs> Tina is very Canadian and has five political parties. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it, it, I, I thought I was being I was I thought I was being clear. Okay, I was talking about the two big political parties in the United States. And the, the Americans yeah, never really were like, like Americans <laughs> are like, is that not unusual? <laughs> we Americans are like, what's the third party? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I thought voting for a third party is a wasted vote. Like, yeah. Isn't that the, the point? There were supposed <laughs> to be multiple parties, but that got messed Wait, up. Wait, you're telling me a vote for the Green Party is a real vote? No. Yes! <laughs> and, and they're, and they're probably mind-blown. They're like, there are Nancy Joe shippers out there. Are there? What? Are there? <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Joe shippers. No, they, they are there. Of course but they are. For some, for some reason, they didn't show up for this. Yeah, they did it. Where are they at? That would yeah. have been a real where unpopular opinion. Where, where my Jancy boys at? <laughs> okay, here's an unpopular opinion. Oh, God. Every every combined uh, Nancy ship should not end with Ancy. It should instead end with the boy's name. 
So for Ned, it's just Ned. <laughs> for Frank, it's Nank. <laughs> no. There's a reason it does it. No, it's too good. <laughs> anyway, okay, so the next point is um, it's a whole bunch of people who are like Nancy and Ned or Nancy and Frank. Um, um, the the big hulk is um, people don't care about shipping Nancy with anybody. I would say the big bulk of unpopular opinions when it comes to shipping is uh, really don't care about Nancy or Ned or Frank. Um, but will, they will say though that Ned is boring. <laughs> what does he do other than go to college and then complain about Nancy not having enough time for him? Yeah, true. <laughs> Honestly, though, it is, I feel like it is very mo- much more like, what are you looking for in a romance, mm-hmm. in, a, in a partner? Are you looking for a supportive boyfriend that will let you do whatever you want, whenever you want, and you, you live your life? Or are you looking for someone to live the adventure with, going out and, you know, participating and, you know, do doing the same thing you do, um, you know, live the adventure together. Uh, Or maybe you're looking for someone who could step on your throat, you know, (laughs) just um, stab you in the back, uh, like, uh, and follow you and just scare you from behind. What? Maybe you're into that kind of person. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, next opinion. I don't like a lot of the Nancy Drew of the okay i don't like lots of puzzles in the nancy drew games i feel like i it feels less detective work when slider puzzles and stuff show up breaks the immersion a bit i prefer having nancy snoop and interrogate suspects another person says i don't enjoy the puzzles in the games i play the games for the mystery exploration and because i enjoyed the suspect interactions i like the feeling of accomplishment i get after i solve a puzzle but i mostly view the puzzles as something to get through i hate many of them i feel like the later games became way too puzzle heavy and that the immersion and storytelling suffered for it this is a really interesting question i or not a question a really interesting opinion because this this is really interesting because this is like at the heart of games narrative debate not just for nancy drew but like for so much stuff because having puzzles in a game is an accessibility problem you know if not everybody can solve every puzzle you know that's why walkthroughs exist because they people will need them yeah uh, <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like things are hard and, you know, accessibility is a huge problem in games. So it's interesting to me that for Nancy Drew games, the narrative is such a huge focus and more interesting to me, their relationship with like Big Fish games, where so many games on that marketplace are like almost devoid of narrative and are just like find the hidden object, mm-hmm. click click three objects in a row kind of games. That's This is super engaging to me, like... Personally, I agree. Like the puzzles are distracting at times, especially ones where it's like way overly complicated. For instance, like the chemical puzzle. Oh yeah. In Castle Malloy. Yeah, that one's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you just die by making any simple mistake. And like from a game perspective, if I'm playing a game with hard puzzles, that like I know I'm gonna play a game with hard puzzles. It's like, oh yeah, awesome. I uh, you know that that's perfect for that, but. I'm playing an Nancy Drew game where I want to know who the the 
the villain or whatever is, you know, I want to go save that guy from being killed by a rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that's that's uh, it feels it feels like it's in the way. It doesn't feel like part of the mystery. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting problem that I I don't know of any game that's actually tackled that super well in my opinion. Like Life is Strange does it in some ways where there are puzzles in that game, but they're mostly related to talking to people. Yeah. But Nancy Drew games aren't canonically like your choices matter kind of games, you know, mm-hmm. where that yeah. is more common. So I, I'm, I, you know, it'd be interesting to see a paradigm shift in Nancy Drew games, considering the feedback that her has received from Midnight in Salem, <laughs> mm-hmm. to see if it does look more like like Life is Strange in the future. That would be interesting. I don't think it'll happen because no. <laughs> that's very expensive. <laughs> but. Um, you know, it's, yeah, that, that, that's my little designer tangent. Yeah, I, I actually agree with this opinion because a lot of the reason that I enjoy the older Nancy Drew games is I feel like the puzzles made sense. Like, Secret of the Scarlet Hand, for example, like a lot of the puzzles early on are like museum tasks, which makes sense in the context of the game. And then you have like Sea of Darkness where you're playing 2048 to light up a lighthouse. Like, I do think that her interactive went too far with the puzzles at a certain point and they kind of lost sight of making the puzzles actually fit into the game's plot yeah um honestly even if i said that yes they went too far it's coming from someone who loves the labyrinth of lies which is, uh, <laughs> is the most batshit insane yeah, uh, I like it too. I'm with you though. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I get it. It makes sense. Like the the, the puzzles like break immersion, but I just still enjoy the puzzles. The Greek mythology. So, yeah, <laughs> it does feel satisfying to solve puzzles. And I will say that in Midnight in Salem, like the fact that there were barely any puzzles in that game, right. did feel really hollow. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was more detective work, less puzzles. Yes. And which is good. Like, I think that was a good choice, except for the fact that it was bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was good, except for it wasn't. Sprinkled in a little bit more. Yeah. If they had done it good, then it would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next point. Bess is poorly done in the Nancy Drew games. They give her no brain cells and no competence when she has both of these those things in the books. Mm-hmm. She's just fatter than Nancy or George. Fat people aren't inherently incompetent or stupid. Maybe most people would agree with that one. It's just that I think most people don't care. It makes me sad. I would say you want to read the books again a little closer, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but um, she's 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 a little, you know. <laughs> she's she is not portrayed as equivalent to Nancy. Yeah, even in the older ones, like I recently read like the early, early Nancy Drew books, like Secret of the Old Clock, etc. Mm-hmm. And Bess is always kind of portrayed as being like a little dumb blondish. Yeah, boy crazy. That being said, yeah, that being said, um, I do think that in the games they they kind of missed out on actually making Bess like a bigger person as she's supposed to be in the books because Bess is pretty much as thin as the other two girls are yeah in most of the games they like give her a little something but not much yeah it's not noticeable at all like she really does not look like she's supposed to be bigger well she is not she is definitely not the same shape as george yeah yeah that's true yes definitely 
So you can see, still see the difference. Uh, she's a chunkier. She's chunkier, but honestly, though, I am not surprised they didn't make her fatter. I mean, people tend to look down on fat people, so yeah. really, like, wouldn't want that. And it is true, though. Um, it, it goes for the her attractive. It goes for the company. It goes for the fandom. It goes for the artist that portrays in their fan art best as thin. Mm-hmm. It goes for the same as that. It's it's always the same story. Like we don't want to see we don't want to see fat people in you know we don't <sighs> in our art or anything. We don't want to see them. Um, it maybe even if it's subconsciously I like, I want to see him, and especially because yeah, no, like, it's, um, a, it's a, no, like uh, I say we, <laughs> but it's in general. Yeah. Like I'm not saying us, but I'm I'm saying people in general. They will at least subconsciously yeah. like um, they will try to suppress the fact that uh, that people are fat. Mm-hmm. They will try to they 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 will see people who are thinner in a better they should go into an art museum and tell me that none of those women have curves because they all got (laughs) curves i used to work in one i would stare at art all day Mm, i look like one of those paintings (laughs) in best canonically like get like she gets a lot of dudes and she's like canonically hot so like the fact that they could have been better representation for her to actually be like a plus size girl who's canonically like super desirable but they just didn't, yeah. yeah. There, There is another dimension to this issue, I think, which is something that we as adult Nancy Drew fans are blissfully ignorant of, which is that these games, they are designed for children, mm-hmm. specifically for, like, homeschool what? children. <laughs> it's true, yeah, because these are and, supposed to be, like, educational games, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think, and I, this is this is complete like hearsay Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think if i were her interactive and like i wanted to maintain the like disney level like you know all the all the good guys have to be healthy like nice looking people kind of thing then yeah i would be apprehensive of having a fat character who is like attractive and not like ashamed of being fat because homeschool parents maybe don't want their kids to think that it's okay to be fat, hmm. which is a really unfortunate reality. Uh, I'm trying to rethink of all the adaptations. Have we ever had a like a chunky or chubby best? No, I don't think so. The, like the TV shows, the movies. No, she's downright a stick in the TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she's the thinnest <laughs> character on the show. The only thing I can think of is Alibi and Ashes. She had, you know, some breasts but like she did have she did have the boobas <laughs> she did have the boobs i will say this though it chris i just played crystal's call but Bess is a girl boss mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she like really dominated i mean it is it, it felt good to see uh to see Bess, you know um just using her wit you know all, but all, although I feel bad for Lamont, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for this poor dude. She almost killed but it man. Was, it, multiple times. But she, she really, she, she really came through, <laughs> and she um, helped Nancy, and I was pretty impressed. You know, I have, I have one last point to make on the best thing, which is that casting Bess as a ditz should not be seen as offensive. I think because that's the people are like that in the real life Mm -hmm. and i you know that's good (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, pe- I, people who are blissfully unaware of simple things <laughs> bring so much joy to other people. And I think they realize that. And that's fine. Um, I think we're all a little bit. I think it's more the, it's more of like the, um, it's the fact that it's a, it's a stereotype. Like if you're, if you're fat, uh, we might as well make you the, the DC uh, comic relief. Uh, yeah, there is, yeah. yes, comic relief. I would say comic relief and dits are different things. And you, you can be one and not the other. Uh, and her interactive oh, should consider that. Also is, also is that um, is uh, something that they use to, uh, you know, make, it, make them more entertaining. Uh, I don't know uh, yeah, if you know what, what I mean. What I'm saying is they don't have to do that. <laughs> that is <not laughs> no, a requirement it's... of story structure. <laughs> you know, you don't... Yeah, but I'm I'm saying that because uh, probably the, that's why they were like uh, upset that oh, yes. this song, she, like because she's plus size that's, that's and true. playing into the stereotype. Uh, honestly, though, honestly, I just I, I I don't know if I would consider best to be a good. Plus size representation when uh, her interactive doesn't want to represent yeah. her as you know plus size being chubby. Also, they are trying to they are trying to to, to go just above on on the line. Yeah, just there. We have we have Olivia Ravencroft too, who is like somewhat of a plus sized shape. She's got some curves. Uh, she has the curves in Midnight in Salem, and she was not. I don't feel like really a stereotype of that kind, but maybe other people feel that way. All right. Um, next point: Captive Curse is a very underrated game. Uh, we have I had any to think about thoughts what that about was. Captive Curse. I, I truly don't care about Captive Curse. <laughs> no, I don't really care for. It. I got easily confused trying to navigate when I first played that game. Honestly, boring story, boring twist. The monster was interesting, but only because it would show up all over the place. Yeah, the fact that they made it in a castle, in this old-fashioned castle, was like a clever thing that they did. Her interactive did, so they would have to do research on the, that country, except for like uh, stereotypical German stuff. I will say that I found the card game really fun. Yeah. I uh, like Captive Curse, honestly. Oh, oh Nikki, Nikki, no. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I think it's a fun game. Like, I think, also, I really like the characters, honestly. Yeah. I think they're fun. I think Carl is fun. He's goofy. <laughs> yeah, the characters are good. I like the little um, old grandma character. I don't remember her name. Renata? Yeah. Oh, she annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> she's wild <laughs> she's just wild and like all i don't know <laughs> the like the like trope uh, she feels an interesting like position in the story like telling the the stories mm-hmm. that are like spooky like that's cool uh-huh. uh i just found talking to her like exhausting <laughs> <laughs> she's like the old lady who is like i can say anything i want to you because i'm old I love and you that. have to respect me yeah yeah <laughs> and she just says so much of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say this: captive, captive curse gave us Anya, yeah. and Anya has the nicest oh. pair of twins. Wait, she's curvy. The whole she's Nessie a little curvy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, like I mean, she had tits so nice for like little Christian boys to get upset about it. This is why uh, captive curse, uh, they can't stay. Okay, I. 
although like I the the game overall like I don't really don't know much about I really didn't care about they can stay because they upset the little Christian moms <laughs> and their boys so you know you know I forgive you you can stay you can stay with the big kids <laughs> <laughs> you can sit with me <laughs> yeah you can sit here you can sit with us on Wednesdays we were pink oh <laughs> uh, okay so next point Phantom of Venice gets too much love. <laughs> Interesting. Or Phantom of Venice is awful to play. The story and characters are fine, but I do like do not actually want to play that game ever. I really don't think there are that many Phantom of Venice stands. Scopa is is often maligned in the fandom. <laughs> I like Scopa. Okay, Feather Venice is the one game where I do not know. Like, one minute I love it, the next minute I hate it, but then the next minute I love it again. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it stirs so much emotions in me. Like, uh, it's... And at the end, I'm like, I don't know if I love or hate you. Like, you are this toxic ex-boyfriend I'm... Like, I, I love you, but I hate you, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's... Uh, Phantom Venice is, is that person for me where I'm like, I love everything about you, but I also hate you. I just, I don't know. I don't know. The Phantom Venice, I, I never knew where to place them because they're just po- polarizing for me. Honestly, I would say, though, that Phantom Venice is popular. I would say it is mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. It is the Scopa game that is more polarizing, maybe. Honestly, because let's be real, um, Enrico cheats. He does. <laughs> he does cheat. Enrico, Enrico cheats. Straight up cheats for sure. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they made the game like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's also the game that gave us Nancy in a cat suit dancing, <laughs> twerking for us for money, and uh, we just. I, I mean, it's just so iconic. You know, this game is so iconic. For all the like moral panic that people had over like Anya's cleavage or like the seance and message in a haunted mansion, why was there not more backlash about this? Because this is True. pretty blatant. Like, I feel like this is this is more inappropriate, quote unquote, than some of those other things that had more backlash to them. Yeah, I wish they had some backlash. Like, it's it's like I. Would have been so funny, more, much more funnier. Um, honestly, yeah, I'm surprised that there wasn't any. I guess um, dancing in a cat suit for money is uh, PG. Yeah, I guess. I, I'm surprised that that made it past the the rating board or whatever. Oh, uh, it's okay. It's just she just has a cute costume, a Halloween costume, and she's just she's just dancing and making a living, and they're throwing her flowers. That's cute. <laughs> oh, and she's also about to steal a jewel in that cat suit. Uh, okay, yeah, this is, this is like Catwoman. Be like, cute kids love Catwoman, right? She's, yeah. she's literally spying on people, like <laughs> while they're just going about their lives. Yeah, honestly, this game is so it, it, it's such a it's, mess. It's like, bonkers, it, honestly. The plot of this game is bonkers because like, <laughs> one of my favorite little details is that when you get the cat suit from the club, the reason that you have to get it is because the guy who owns the club formerly used to make like geothermal suits, and he stopped and it repurposed all the fabric into like dancer costumes. 
So you have to go get one. And so these dancer costumes at this sketchy ass club are just just happen to be like thermal proof. I totally <laughs> missed that detail. Yeah. So what? It's, um, <laughs> it's how you find it out is if you read that micro dot thing that Gina sends you, she'll explain all that to you. And she'll say if you read all of it, it explains that that like. He used to be part of the crime organization, but he left the business and took all the fabric and made it into costumes. So there's like no more of these suits left in the world except for this one costume that he has. I, I manufacture night vision goggles, but I decide to leave that military <laughs> yeah. surplus industry. Instead, I make funny sunglasses that are yeah. also night vision. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next point, GTH. Ghost of Thornhall is overrated. Ghost of Thornhall sucks. I hate so much. The poem in Ghost of Thornhall was dumb. What's it like to be dead inside? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm so mean. I'm so mean to the unpopular opinion people. Thank you for submitting your opinions. I'm sorry. I hate you. <laughs> no, like, I mean, uh, you tune into a... The Real Housewives of River Heights. When have we ever been nice? True. I'm just saying. Look, I, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot what my character was. What am I, a wine mom? Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> wine ex-wife. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one. So uh, I will admit that when I first played Ghost of Thornhall, I hated it. Didn't like it at all. Like I found it boring. I was like, I had no idea what's going on. I didn't understand anything that was going on. Like, did she get killed? Yes or no? Did someone set her on fire? Yes or no? <laughs> and and uh, But the more I played it, the more Easter eggs or um, small hidden stuff you can find. And there comes the theories and all of that. And I just, I, I started to have more appreciation for Ghost of Thornhall and the small stuff. The theories, the, the conversation that happened because of that game. I have... Uh... I don't know. I have a hot take about Ghost of Thornton Hall in which I think that Clara did kill Charlotte on purpose. Huh. I think that take is maybe valid. Yeah. I think probably at one point the story included that. And that's why that scene where you choose whether or not to save her is so impactful. Yeah, because she says it was an accident that she was trying to scare Charlotte by like starting the fire and then it just got out of control. But given like some of the other stuff that we know that Charlotte was going to cut her out of the will. And also there's a note that you find in one of the puzzles from Charlotte. And it says that she was fearful of Clara and that she felt like Clara was going to do something to her. And that's why she was setting up all these puzzles because she wanted, I think Harper to know the truth. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of makes you think that Clara did do it on purpose. But I, I agree with this take. And I think that I actually, I think the game would have been better if that had been the characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, if- I didn't know that. And I always leave that bitch to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, that's exactly what I would have done in real life. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not risking my life for Clara. Is, I'm sorry. It's so funny to me that that is like a possible ending of that game. Where yeah. you just be like, no, sorry. I'm trying to live. Bye. <laughs> the ending if you do that if you either leave one or both of them in is so dark because the family just <laughs> the family just hates you and nancy is traumatized for life like she, her letter to ned is like she sounds literally traumatized 
She's, trauma- yeah, she's too well, traumatized I mean, that she goes on the next game. What, what was the next one? Was it? Was it? I uh, mean, like, what? So, yeah. What? Okay, so I want to ask. Why couldn't Jesseline go save her mom and I save Harper? I don't know. I, I carry Harper. I'm just saying, everybody mad at me, but like, Listen, uh, hello. No, no, no. <laughs> you, 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 you're missing one of the core tenets of the Nancy Drew game. It's up to you with Nancy Drew. Oh. Nobody else can do anything. <laughs> Good point. You, you are just a shepherd for all these child NPCs. Well, and, and it's up to me to tell her to go fuck herself, <laughs> go save her mom. Yeah. I will do what I want, okay? Yes. It's up to me to tell her it don't make sense that I, it has to be me to go save her what she could go save her mom. <laughs> But there's also another thing that really bothers me about Ghost of Thornton Hall is her interactive has said that you're supposed to be able to figure out who Clara's father was by what's in the game. I don't see how that's true. Like, unless I'm missing something, I've played this game a couple times. I don't see any clues as to who Clara's father is. I yeah, have no I idea. I don't either. Yeah, like I, I've seen theories, but they were just theories. Yeah. They were never really concrete, you know, stuff found in the game. Yeah, it's one of those mysteries. It's like it's a mystery. Never will never be solved by Nancy, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, if, if the wiki doesn't say who her father is, I think it's safe to assume nobody can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Her interactive. I'm going to need a statement. I know it's been years, but um, <laughs> some so, I I I'm glad that there are some stuff they leave out. Like it, I, I like all the the theories, the conversation around that game. It made the game. But better, they're claiming yeah. it's in, in the game. Yeah, they claim you should be able to solve it, but I do not understand how. <laughs> uh, who like uh, the company? Yeah, yeah they've they've said that. Okay. That there's okay, but the, they they can also lie. I I'm just saying. Lying. <laughs> I mean, Thornton Hall is so uh, good. I love Thornton Hall. Thornton Hall is yeah. so good. That's a good one. I, I often I often don't really think of it like a Nancy Drew game because it's just like that good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just a class above. Like yeah, I like see it as a, as like its own like standalone really like. <laughs> yeah, I can remember playing it for the first time and thoroughly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoying it. Ugh. I'm not a huge fan of like how classist Nancy is in yeah. that game. Like in her interactions <laughs> with Wade. I was watching Half Moon Joe stream it recently and Nancy is so rude to him. Like she yeah. she's super she calls him to his face uneducated because he's wearing boots and what? is like southern. <laughs> like wow. she's like, oh, I didn't like she basically tells him to his face, like, oh, you don't seem like the type of person who reads books. I mean, has Nancy ever been tactful or, no. you know, nice? Or, like, this, she, is a, literally, this is one of the she, few times where she's, like, this is, like, one of the few times where she's, like, mean, though. Like, she's actually mean to him for no reason. Huh. I guess. I mean, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that poor Japanese family that she traumatized. But... <laughs> here's the thing. About, here's the thing about Wade, though, is that it's never actually established that he's lower class. He's, he's just, not. He. They're he just, rich. He's, he's yeah. part of the family. Like he's he, actually yeah. probably mega rich. <laughs> he is richer than Nancy, and that's what makes it even worse, in my opinion. Is she judges him solely based on his appearance and the fact that he is from the South, when Wade yeah. is definitely richer than she is. Yeah, that's 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 pretty unfortunate. And worse still is that Wade Wade honestly, if there's if there's anybody in the game who's like 
the closest to an actually like good guy, it's probably Wade. Like oh, yeah. he literally did everything he could to save those workers' lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and went to jail for <laughs> and it. Went to jail for it. Like literally put his life at risk to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. He he talked to the talk to and walked to the plane. <laughs> like he did. He did what he did. What he said. So yeah. He so he, he's good in my book was just talking then yeah but he he walked the walk anyway next point okay here's here is a cute one uh suki is very cute disagree (laughs) suki tate i mean i do love that (laughs) but that fur my opinion on cats in the nancy drew games is they have never gotten it right nope (laughs) they have a long history of yuri and suki are horrified or or animals for that matter, really. Yeah. Like, the, the most realistic animal in the game was that squirrel in <laughs> Waverly Academy, and even I think Toomey wasn't terrible. Even uh, even well, yeah. And then like probably the most realistic animal is Isis. Um, yeah. Icicle Creek, but she's scary. I'm but scared. Maybe. Y'all forgot about Bob. Oh my and god. Ace and Clyde. I'm over here like Iggy. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, but Listen, yeah, that's true. He's pretty good. Honestly, it's the cats. The cats I are know. worse. Yeah. I take it. I take it all back. We all know who the best animal in this is. Uh-oh. It's uh, oh. it's Mr. Skinbag from. <laughs> oh yes, Mr. Skinbag. Oh, iconic and icon. Just appears for a few seconds and it scares the shit out of people. Lives in our hearts. <laughs> Mr. Skinbag is the name of the the naked mole rat in Game <laughs> Sorry, Game of Thrones. What? Ghost of Thornhall. <laughs> oh man! Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't <even> remember that? <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, um, Suki is terrifying. <laughs> Suki is gonna murder you in your sleep if you get it. Yeah. Suki. Um, Honestly, could stab your throat with his fangs <laughs> uh, uh, and mug you. Suki is gonna take your wallet and then run into the night for the, its next victim. Honestly, if they if, like, if they could make if they could make a horror movie about a robotic cat, Suki would totally be the perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they the uh, Suki versus Chucky. Um, Chucky doesn't stand a chance. Suki is gonna maul that face, then <laughs> just just rip out the Chucky's head out. Oh my god! Um, do not fuck with Suki. Just rip his whole head out. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Not off. Not off. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Out. Yep. They separate the head from the body. <laughs> I know it went dark, but that's how Suki. This is a really funny thing about how how Tina talks when when she says things like this. She also says, "Open the lights when you turn on the lights." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did I say wrong this time? <laughs> he said tear out the head. <laughs> As if it's but, yeah. In, in, yeah, if you say tear out, it implies like you would tear out a heart, but you tear off to, a head. Because... To tear something out implies that it was put in. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's not technically wrong. It's yeah. just... <laughs> 
I still don't get it. It's not okay. technically wrong. It's just it's not, not 100% totally correct. It's just, it's just an interesting quirk. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I talk funny. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. And I want to give a special thank you to Miss Tatum Sinclair for joining us. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm too drunk to answer. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, you can find The Real Housewives of River Heights on any podcast streaming service, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, Feel free to follow us on all of our social media links in the bio and subscribe to our Patreon. And once again, thank you again and goodbye! Goodbye! Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Do not take your first one. I meant it. I meant it, y'all trash. (laughs) Please subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Your opinions are garbage. (laughs) Subscribe to our Patreon. All right. You knew what you signed up for, otherwise you wouldn't have shown up to this one. Oh my goodness.